welcome to the Sports Carnage Podcast, presented by Detroit Sports Nation, featuring Paul Roshan, D. Dylan Bear, Ryan Griffin, and Matthew Basson, bringing the most arrogant takes on the planet straight to your ears. We don't promise to always be right, but we promise to act like we are. As Mr. Basin would say, hello, webheads. It is I, D. Dylan Bear, here with Paul Roshan and Ryan Griffin. Matt is out on family business, as he alluded to last episode. Gentlemen, we had a... Great Kanye West song. <laughs> we had a major uh, weekend of football that we're going to dive into right away. Uh, first thing we'll get, just sweep it away, you know, so to speak, considering that I was so right about it. The national title game from yesterday, as of this recording, where LSU trounced that ass. Joe Burrow made all the records with 60 touchdowns that he had passed. SEC, NCAA record, insane. So I said before the statement that LSU was an all-time team. You guys obviously disagree with that, but LSU won. So what, what, are, your, what are your thoughts now after this is over, Ryan? My thoughts, and it's something that I was kind of fighting all year because I love Cam Newton so much, but Joe Burrow with the playoffs that he just put on, and shout, credit and shout out to Don Drysdale, who said, we're never going to see another quarterback performance like this in the playoffs again, and he's absolutely right. And with the title, with the 15-0, and 0, the 60 touchdowns, 64 if you count the four rushing, six interceptions, and there's like 70, almost 77% completion percentage and like 6,000 total yards or something nuts like that. Joe Burrow just put on the single greatest college football season that we've ever seen uh, from a quarterback. At least I wasn't, a, I wasn't alive for Barry's Sanders record breaking season, but just seeing him every week and I didn't watch every LSU game, but every big game that were in, that they were in, Joe Burrow just showed up and showed out whether they needed, uh, you know, like a shootout. Or, well, they, they made it a shootout themselves in every game that they were in. Because the offensive numbers that they put up and the efficiency that they were going at, was it was honestly just remarkable. And it seemed like the bigger the game, the better he played. I mean, last week he had seven, uh, throwing, you know, seven passing touchdowns in the first half against the Oklahoma defense, who, you know, they don't really have a good defense. But you're still doing that on the biggest stage. And there's really, like, just never any nerves from him and to have a guy who you know it's it, it is his fifth year in college football but he's never really been given that chance to start and to shine to see him put up these numbers and really like his first kind of his first go around at it you know he's obviously been around the game and been been around some great football minds urban meyer ryan day uh, you know obviously even edo now but even from a player's perspective he was around guys like jt barrett Dwayne haskins um whoever and it's just really impressive to see, like, you had your one shot and you absolutely just, you know, seized the moment, as as Eminem would say. But it was, man, it was honestly crazy. And just, the, like, the amount of talent that OSU has and how much they play up for for their coach, right? Even if it's not the best, like, even if he's not the greatest football coach of all time, if you have that much talent that LSU 
has obviously this year and then just on a year-to-year basis if you have a coach that you at least like and that you're going to play up for even if you don't have a quarterback that's going to give you the Heisman type year that Joe Burrow gave you you know you're still going to be competing with Alabama right there every year for the SEC crown and then you know kind of de facto a playoff spot and then as we've seen in like three out of the five years um three out of the last five years, I think, you know, like the, the national championship. So if you get through that conference, if you get through that team, you have a coach that your players love and your players are really talented because they have a ton of NFL receivers on that team too. It just makes offense roll. You know, you're always kind of going to be in contention, but next year, I know, I think they did the way too early top 25. They're slotting a lot at like number four. So maybe it means that they do need to find another quarterback, even if it's not another Joe Burrow. I think you can still get yourself, uh, you know, another play caller. If it's from the transfer portal, if you already have the guy on campus that can, you know, keep this train on track, right? Even if they don't go 15-0, and 0, I don't expect them to have a fall off and go, you know, 8-4, and 8-5 and 5 next year. I disagree with that. And I know Paul the only too. The only thing I took from all of that was you lumped Ed Owen with great football minds in college football. And right, I, I right. completely just checked out after that because I was so livid. All right, move on. No, no, I, I, no, I, I'm serious. Like my biggest takeaway is, I'm so annoyed at everything Edo. It's not even his fault. Like he's a fun guy to watch, and I respect what he's done. And clearly, it's great that a guy like him that isn't one of those great offensive minds could get to this point, regardless of how much he cheated to do so. But can we not lump in him up with the Urban Myers and Nick Sabans of the world, or even three steps below that? It's well, I'm going gonna, to I'm gonna be. Piggyback, I, I got to piggyback off that because I I do agree in the sense that the great mind that Burrow was a part of was the, Joe Brady, who is now gone. I mean, you that can still be a great football mind and not be the right, best like, coach like, ever. I think and you that, can have like a specialty that's really sure. And significant I think that one thing. Team. One thing especially that I think, Paul, you don't seem to give him enough credit for, he was the one to have the forethought to bring Joe Brady in in the first place. Like, that doesn't have to account for something. Now, how much of that in terms of what translates moving forward, we'll see. I, however, do very much disagree with Ryan. I think that LSU, at least in this immediate aftermath, not necessarily looking too hot. Joe Brady's gone. You have the Heisman winner is leaving. You're going to have all this NFL talent that's going to kind of flow out. I don't think it's going to be very good for him next year. I So, like you said, the key is moving forward. So everybody is ready to completely anoint LSU as a program, which, uh, I, I to, think that, to back it, up a little bit, I, I, I understand it. First of all, LSU is not exactly an also-ran. This is their third title in 20 years. That's way better than most programs. Way better. They've done it in different ways like two. and with different kinds of coaching. And they get all the talent. They're in a super talent-rich area. They play dirty as hell. And they will have top four classes, top five classes every single year with absolute elite of elite talent. But we have to follow up a lot because it's an exodus both of Joe Burrow and the coaching staff in Ed has to Clemson prove. Doesn't know about. Not let's not do that. I'm so I'm, it, the the cult that so what, exists. What's a departure? The cult <laughs> that exists in those Carolinas. Just I don't want to talk about it. No, Edo has to prove that he can a 
move on from Joe Burrow? Because we talked, all of us agreed, for how many years, LSU gets a quarterback, they're going to be terrifying, they're going to be so good. Because that's all they missed for so long. They had the defense, they had the skill position players. I mean, they're literally DBU. They put out receivers for days. They've had great running backs. They've had great – they've had everything but the quarterback. We saw what happened when they got a quarterback. They had a good year last year and then undefeated this year and won the title. But now Ed O's got to find and develop his own guy. And as much credit as people want to give him for bringing in Joe Burrow, that wasn't his guy. And I know that's all the rage in football now. It's all about transfers. O- Oklahoma the last three years has made the playoff with transfers. Michigan State going to know that real Heisman. Let's go. It's all about the transfers. But go, dear. That's not sustainable for most programs, and he has to prove that he can develop his own guy. On top of that, if you want to give him credit for hiring Joe Brady, that's fine. I want to see that he didn't get lucky with him and what he follows it up as. I know. I'm just saying, like, you can't call him an absolute moron for doing – I think that's what won them the title. Without Joe Brady, Joe Burrow is not this good. As you both know, I have a thing that I do when people – are touting something that isn't ready to be touted as high as this, I rail against it very hard. I go completely in the opposite direction. So I am probably being harder on that than he deserves. But I just don't, personally from him, I can't put him anywhere near the level of so many other coaches in college football. Well, I think part of the reason why is because we've been Can Nick Saban speak French? Well, no, we've been... that okay? (laughs) We've been burned by this before. Can Edo speak English? Because Nick Saban can that's part of the that's can part say of go it, Tigers. is that LSU has already done this. I mean, Les Miles did this exact same thing, and then he had nine years of LSU underachieving. So I get your apprehension. I just think that he already has shown he has an eye for up-and-coming talent, and we'll see. I, I If I'm not mistaken, he was the one who hired Matt Canada from uh, Maryland, right? I think that was him. Yes, yep. Yeah, so, like, it's not like he doesn't know what he's looking for. We'll just see. We'll, we'll see. We don't know yet. I'm, and I, I'm still, like, you can't understate how much that, like, people just like you. That's like, true. people in your area, not even just around your football program and inside the facilities, like, just people in the area absolutely love and adore this man. And one, obviously, for good reason, because he just brought them a national title. But he's everything that, like, that school and that city, that county, whatever you want to say, like, he just represents it all. And I think when you are on the recruiting trail, eventually kids want to be a part of that. Right. And even if, again, if you're not going 15-0 and every year and you say, you know, you feel uh, like a fall-off coming from them in the immediate future, right. if it's not a national title and say they go, like, 10-2 and next year or whatever, I mean, it's still – like on track to be a good program you know you had a down year from the year before but it's not like you're in tennessee territory or you go from playoff to three wins like michigan state did right and there's just kind of every every year or or not every year you're not going to be you know competing for national titles but i also don't think it's a program that's going to be like a a one-hit wonder i think you will see them in the playoff again and i do think edo gets another title at LSU during this time, we'll you know, how, so, however long that that tenure is. But I do think there is more success for him in the future outside of eight, nine wins every one year. One thing that I think is really important is the floor. Even if he is a rich man's Brady Hoke, like I have accused him of being. Shut up. 
even if that's what he is, their floor is still incredibly high, especially look at the landscape of college football outside of, okay, so you got Clemson His and LSU that are in the mix. Let's go. How long is Saban going to stay at Alabama? Three and more does, years, I would And guess. does Alabama continue the run they've been on without Yes, him? Well, because they're, they're, going, Dabo, they're going to, da- they're going to poach Dabo. No, okay, so, so if they poach there. Dabo, so if they poach Dabo, what does Clemson do? Maybe Clemson falls off. Hey, and, and then Brent Venables is free and at that's last. that's a huge testament to <laughs> oh, Venables. That, that will be a huge test for what you think Clemson is becoming, but that that's way down the road. What I think. LSU, when they're going to win a title next year. Again. Who else, who else in the SEC is threatening LSU? LSU Georgia. might be what you thought Georgia was going to be. I think that Georgia is more sustainable than what LSU is. Yeah, Georgia is more sustainable. I think Why? there's a I think there's a year or two where you could see a team like Florida or Auburn even sneak up. Because Georgia, Georgia, because of the way that they operate, which we all agree, dirty as hell. LSU is worse. No, no. But the problem is, is that LSU's drop off is going to be more severe. Georgia is not. I, I don't know, man. I mean, Georgia, I has, had, Georgia, Georgia. has had the quarterbacks and still underperformed. But, I mean, you've seen in the in the SEC, like, they have those teams that have one, two-year hits, you know, like Florida, like Auburn, that can come out of nowhere and win the conference in a year. I mean, and I those just... those are still teams that you're competing with. Also, Or even if it's Auburn or Florida, and they give you one of those SEC losses that, like, keep you out of the title game and then they themselves only have nine or eight wins, so they're not really like relevant in the national picture, it's still going to be like a dogfight to get to the top it, of the SEC every year. And we can't ignore something. The Mississippi schools both made hires that are going to make LSU's time much See, harder. See, I think so, and I think... Well, I uh, think Lane Kiffin is just more fun than an so actual I think, Sure, but Mike but is just going to this give This is problems. indicative of the landscape of college football as it is Him entering too. the 2020s. Like those go. hires are going to be interesting, but all they're going to do is make those schools maybe relevant in you kind of want to watch them. They're not going to make I mean, you're definitely going to watch the Egg Bowl next like, year, though, right? Ole Miss is sure. not going to become <laughs> a contender. I don't Lane care Kiffin? how Come long Lane Imagine Kiffin is there. It's not going to happen. Well, but, it, but the point of what I'm trying to say is that, like what Ryan said, I think that if we're looking at the two, Georgia and LSU – Georgia is going to have less of those pain in the neck teams that, again, as Ryan said, eight and four, nine and three, who ruin your season. And I think both Mississippi schools will do that for Alabama, I, Auburn, and LSU. And that is LSU. true because it's it's so lopsided. Right. The divisions that's in why, the SEC that's are why so when lopsided. You said, do, do you think Orgeron's a better coach than Kirby Smart? No, I, I think that Orgeron is a much Better in the sense that Kirby is dirtier than O is. I think that O is more ignorant to what's going on. And I think that, as you said, O is much more likable. But Kirby so if you has had a football the more team, sustainable like, taking business. Out, taking out like the recruiting aspect of it. If you had a football game, you had to win. And oh, it'd be O. Two, and you have the choice of those two coaches. All right. I, I because, don't because Kirby's Kirby, a coach. I, I, well, right, I think because Kirby's, Kirby's a recruiter. Most overrated coaches I'm telling you right now. Football. I'm telling you right now. Kirby Smart. At the end of the day, when everything is finished, he's going to be Calipari. He Maybe. may win titles. He may have amazing teams. But no one will. Re- but you get my parallel. He's I, a recruiter and, and I, not really a coach. I was. I mean, we talked about this a couple years ago. You had Georgia as your number one future team. And I still very much do. I was very 
against it. I, I didn't believe in Georgia. And they can still do all the things you thought they were going to do. We don't know. The book is not written yet. But I think we've seen all the signs in the th- issues that we've seen, I, I think, are indicative of what Georgia is and what Kirby, Kirby Smart is. And I, I think LSU has a much – I think they have a higher floor and a higher ceiling than Georgia and a better chance of sustainability. But where does that get them? It, it really – it depends on so many other things, man. I mean, honestly, like there is what, – what if they – Edo whiffs on his replacements, whiffs on a quarterback, Saban bounces right back up. What That's happens? a lot of what is. But well, and and go, another thing, if you make every too. wrong decision along the way, yeah, your team's well, But is that really every wrong decision? It's not having a perfect hire and not nailing a quarterback. Those are two and very one, plausible and one things. Thing you, you, and one thing that is going to change everything about what we're saying, too, if, Ur, if Urban Meyer comes back, that changes everything. If he goes to USC or if he goes to Auburn, well, it does like, and it all doesn't bets are off. Because what if he went back to Florida or something? If he goes to the SEC, yes. But remember, it is a very regional sport until you get to the playoff. It is still, even today, is a very regional sport. Whereas if Urban ends up at USC, he's going to run the Pac-12, and then we'll see what happens when they are in the playoff every year. But I don't know how much that's going to affect what LSU is doing, what Georgia is doing. I guess. I, but, I mean, it really just depends where he goes. If he went to Auburn, I mean, holy shit. That would be just wild. And I don't I don't see that yeah. happening, but that would be insane. Well, that's the one school outside of USC he's been rumored to. I, I really actually want to see Urban Meyer at USC so bad. Why but they are, to Florida? They, are just, they are just begging to not compete. Florida likes what they have. Not more than fucking Urban Meyer. <laughs> I mean... It's true. It's fair. But but Florida I, I, is actually the one team everybody's already like shitting them. So before we wrap this up, year. we've talked a lot about like future Fallout and stuff. What about the game itself? I mean, they did play a game, and you I mean, said I, 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 it was it was a really good game for for most three of the quarters. Game. <laughs> Dylan's opening remarks were so I was frustrating because, because I you was can correct. say you were correct all you want, but for most of that game, you thought you were incorrect. I think that as I had said before. LSU started out very poorly, which does allude to Coach O's first time in a title game. He wasn't really prepping his team correctly. They got into the hype, all of that. That clearly showed. But I am very much not exonerated, but, you know, um, I don't know the term. I I just, like, I was, like, when we first started the playoff discussion, my exact words were, LSU is winning the title. And I said there was no doubt. And after the two playoff games, I am kind of, I mean, I am right. Now, whether the result is because of, oh, this, you know, this pass interference wasn't called. You were, you were, you were absolutely right. It was called and and it was garbage. No one can take that away from you. Well, no one would say, not even an LSU fan, actually, I seen them at the game. Maybe they would. Most rational people would not think that it was a good officiated game. But I still but don't Clemson, think that game was out of doubt. LSU you made know? all of the big plays. Right. And part and of it I was aided. Said they would. Part of it was aided by just absolute yeah. insanity. I mean, and and you gross, say but, obviously like, you know, L- or LSU came out flat, which they did, but they also led at halftime by double digits. 
So, like, how flat do you did you really come out? Like, so, I understand in the first I, quarter, in the first few drives, they weren't hitting. But even in just the first half of the right, game, but I, I'm they, just were, saying about they were really Paul's rolling. Comments. I'm just saying about Paul's comments because he said, oh, well, I was concerned. And, well, my entire comment was, oh, well, OSU's coming out really flat. Like, the, that was the biggest – the biggest, and I don't know if it's necessarily understated, because um, I haven't watched a whole lot of, you know, like Get Up or Fox Sports or whatever today. But one of the things that I noticed throughout really just the entire game, except for, you know, the first couple drives where LSU was going backwards, is there were not very many, if if any really, like plays for a loss. Even when you thought they had Burrow sacked, he's scrambling and he gets like a four or five yard pickup same thing with the running back and you see the play develop and you're like okay he's getting stopped at the line of scrimmage or it's a two-yard loss he pops open and he runs forward for three or four yards so now instead of second and 12 you're looking at you know second and six which is just a huge difference in obviously the way that you call the game but in the confidence that your players have in knowing that when they're not getting one of those big plays that they got a whole you know, F load of that. You're always at least moving forward and you're always going towards your goal, which is the end zone. And that's really what stood out to me. Uh, and it's probably cause I had the same thought. And I talked about with this with Paul during the Michigan and Michigan state game, not this year, but last year, how like Karan Higdon always just fell forward. It felt like the same type of thing with LSU where they weren't taking any negative plays after their first two or three drives or whatever they were kind of stalling it was just they were always falling forward even if it wasn't a big play it's three four five yards which then set them up to not face many third downs to definitely not face any fourth downs and to always get into drives where they were scoring and how many times did they get home on Joe Burrow and he just escaped their grasp and even like literally Take that Kavanaugh meme, 100 more, <laughs> 200 more, 500 probably. Like, that is and, that and is even, exactly how many times that he, Burrow escaped Even pressure. if it wasn't resulting in a big play, the fact that it wasn't a big play for Clemson's defense was a big play. Now, my biggest takeaway from this game, and Dylan's going to yell at me, but my biggest takeaway is I am pissed that I didn't get to see Ohio State LSU. Like, I am livid Whatever, about that. Absolutely man. livid. I, predictable response from Dylan. But to the care. game itself, <laughs> LSU, and this, again, speaks to me on coaching. LSU looked, the first quarter especially, and especially beginning of the game, looked like the vastly inferior team. They roared back, Kansas City style, had a double-digit lead at halftime. But what happened after half? Clemson, again, looked like the vastly superior team for 10 minutes. And then LSU came back. That speaks to me coaching. Clemson came in with a much better game plan, and Clemson made much better halftime adjustments. Everything else, every single other bounce and call and every, everything went LSU's way, and it ended up not mattering. But that does matter. And you can say that coaching staff for LSU is young, Ed O hasn't been there before, whatever, but I do think that matters. And the other thing is, Brett Venables had the worst game of his career. And listen, LSU is fantastic. And nobody is stopping LSU, but he called a terrible defensive game. And I don't say that because they got a million points hung on them. I say that because his calls at many crucial times were ridiculous. And he did not make 
adjust. So, so Brett Venables put on a clinic against OSU, and they should have lost the game anyways. But he put on a clinic of how to use your elite athletes to run a pseudo three-three-five defense, and really hem in their running game and make things hard when they tried to flip the script and pass. He did the opposite against LSU. And when things broke down, he didn't make the adjustments that were accustomed to him making. And one thing that I think hurts Clemson, and it's not their fault, is playing in a league that is trash. Because week in and week out, they it's hard to get up and it's hard mm-hmm. to prepare and it's hard to adjust. And it's not even Clemson's fault. There's nothing they can do about how bad the ACC is. But when you are not preparing for a myriad of good teams that win in different ways, you kind of grow stale. Like, iron sharpens iron, right? That's not good for them. And Brett Venables had the worst game of his career. And, uh, again, it's not all on him, but that is a huge— Fire him so I can have Stop. Stop. I mean, stop. Trevor Lawrence. Stop. That is a huge takeaway. Trevor Lawrence, he— You don't want him In the second half— was pretty fucking bad. Yeah. Oh, who who so could have guessed that? Uh, who could have guessed that? I saw that? earlier. He had 13 <laughs> overthrows, which is tied for the most in the FBS this season. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And, and he I, I don't want to excuse it away, but he's really young, dude. He really uh, is a so he He's is too trash to be young. But he had a little Shea Patterson syndrome where he started feeling ghosts. He started feeling a rush, whether it was oh, there you mean the same or Darnold. not. Yeah, it's called the same Darnold. <laughs> <laughs> no, not seeing ghosts, feeling ghosts. Feeling a rush, whether How it was there any different? or not. Well, no, it's different. Darnold seeing ghosts like downfield trying to read the defense. Mm. The problem with Trevor well, Lawrence is Blackbeard. they started getting home so much. He started rushing everything regardless of if they were getting home or not. And he started throwing off his back foot, which caused the overthrows. It was just a, a complete mess. You, but you hate to see it. He's you know, so you hate good to see that when they had to have a huge play to stay in the game, he made it. He really did. No, it was taken from him. But he made the play. And, and, and <sighs> I, they wouldn't have won. So like, but they both also teams, quote-unquote, missed big plays. Like Clemson missed the big six. Obviously, they had the touchdown taken away. LSU hit. Uh, but LSU dropped the play. touchdown, too. I don't know if they ended up scoring the touchdown now, on that okay, drive. I assume on. they probably did. <laughs> they, but they did drop the touchdown like where the dude looked over the, the, uh, the wrong shoulder. I don't want this to get revisionist, though, because, like, I agree. Yes, obviously, the touchdown got taken away. Do I think it would have changed the result? No. I, none of us do. N- not right, the but result, but it's right, definitely but a different it, game. But here's the thing, though, is that Paul then says, oh, well, he he play, he made the plays when he needed to. That's not well, what I right said. Right after that play – well, hold on. But right after that play that was taken away, Trevor Lawrence overthrew his receiver and then skipped a pass through the middle this of the This is a 19-year-old kid on the largest stage in he's the world He's trash. That's all there is Stop. to it. There's he's, no going uh, out from here. He is a better quarterback like, than That's Joe all Burrow. it is. I mean, I, I will absolutely you can't, say this right now. We can't, right? But we can't know that because we don't know what Joe Burrow is like without Joe Burrow. We'll see what I mean. We will so see. We will see this play out in the NFL. I, that's what I was gonna say. That's probably the that's like, that's a future thing that but... ends that ends like this topic, if you will. If you guys are interested in ending it anytime soon, is I if you're an NFL team, who would you rather have, Trevor Lawrence or Joe? I would Burrow? take Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow. outplayed him by a million miles yesterday. That's no. No debate. I'm, I'm not going to try to say. I don't know how to answer that. I don't know how to answer that question without knowing what Joe Brady, Joe Burrow is without Joe Brady. I don't know how to answer that. So I guess 
carte blanche. That's the same I mean, thing. Jo- as, as good as Joe Brady can like call a game, he's not the one out there throwing the football. But he also is the reason why Joe Burrow had this season. I, I'm going to say Without this. Without him, in, he's in, not going to He is, but I mean, this. you can't take anything away from Burrow. No and one... I would take Lawrence, too. But <laughs> it seems like you're discrediting Burrow a little bit too much. No one is getting way too much credit like Joe Brady is. Oh, way more than Edo. Way worse than Edo. Well, that's because he, he poo-pooed him going to the Joe NFL Brady, and he went to the NFL Joe three hours Brady, Yeah, that's true. That's true. Joe Brady – might be a great coach. I, I, I he probably is pretty Might darn be. good. He's you're, probably you're right. pretty darn Coordina- good. Coordinated the, the amount, best offense we've ever the seen. The amount of no, credit maybe. he is getting <laughs> is absurd. And, and it's this is this is the same paradigm right. that Belichick and Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady face. Like who 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 gets the credit for you have an amazing quarterback and an amazing Except team for that McDaniels. wins all the time. Like th- that's what this is. All right, but that's fine. Onto the NFL. Onto the NFL. It was a good and game I wanna, for most of it. I need to start this because I think the most talking point that I want to talk about is the thing that apparently nobody agrees with me on, and it's the most frustrating thing in the entire world, and that is that Bill O'Brien needs to be fired for what that's just happened. So absurd. We are so going to go absurd. into it. No, e- even though so many other individuals agree with that's me. That's because people hate three, Bill apparently. O'Brien and wanted him fired before the game even happened. I agree True. with that sentiment, but this is why. So this here's here's the situation, okay? Everybody understand this. Who anybody who didn't watch this game, Houston Texans were up twenty-one to nothing, partially because of some freak of nature stuff, a uh, return uh, punt block, if I'm not mistaken, really good field position. Like they, they for whatever reason, in a, in they were up twenty-one. Punt, yeah. That was it. That was it. Muff twenty-one to nothing. Punt they're driving down the field. It's third and ten. Deshaun Watson throws the ball to Duke Johnson. Johnson runs it down. It's fourth and one on the 20. Bill O'Brien keeps the offense out there, doesn't really know what he's going to call, calls a timeout, decides on a field goal. My contention at that exact point, we have the documents. I told Matt Basson, this is a fireable offense if he kicks this field goal because it gives the Kansas City defense a moral victory and they are going to come back and lo and behold, three minutes later, they're straight up screwed and by the end of the quarter, they were down 28-24. I think that is a fireable offense. It's an awful decision. I stand by it and I was clearly proven right. I mean, so like you said about the pass interference that was called that shouldn't have been in the touchdown, it's not going to change the outcome of the game. That field goal decision does not change the outcome of the game. I think Bill, I think Bill O'Brien should be fired too, not for anything that he did in the in the playoffs necessarily. I just think if you're Houston and right now you have Deshaun Watson, who that's gross. You have Deshaun Watson, who is a uh, who is a MVP level quarterback and who will probably win the MVP some point during his NFL career. You have Bill O'Brien holding him back, and you understand and you can see like what the ceiling is with that team. So if I'm the Houston front office, that's the reason I'm moving on from Bill O'Brien. It's not that they gave up 44 straight points or whatever it was, and then they scored, and then the Chiefs ended up scoring With again. 51 to 7 outscored. Yeah, 51 to 7. That That's not why I'm getting rid of Bill O'Brien. I'm getting rid of Bill O'Brien because I would rather have Deshaun Watson, and I know if I have Deshaun Watson – 
he is somebody that I can succeed with, and I'm going to go try and get somebody. Whether it, you know, whether it was a Joe Brady who Paul hates so much, or like literally just anybody else who you know Deshaun Watson himself is good enough that would to be, that at would least be Paul's get you least favorite parent. <laughs> like you know Deshaun Stop. Watson himself is good enough to get you to the playoffs. Paul does. and at least now you should understand that Bill O'Brien is not the coach that's going to get you to the Super right. Bowl. So if you can get sure. to the playoffs with the one guy that's your quarterback, you have to go and at least try and find a coach that's, you know, kind of worth their salt in being able to put the rest of your team on that level and then maybe you can do something that your franchise has never done before. Short term, short short answer to what you were saying. He, he like he's brought them as far as they can go. You need somebody who gets yes. them further. And, and, I I think think, right. and I think he rides Deshaun's coattails. I am. Like you oh, talked about too. the Brady Belichick thing, ridiculous. where you know, right. kind of who gets the credit. I think in the Houston Texans case, it's very obvious that Deshaun Watson deserves the why, why the 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 credit. Why does the AFC South have O'Brien. to have the most overrated quarterbacks in the world? I don't. I don't understand. I, overrated. I am, I am overrated. super. Oh I am super God. indifferent on Bill O'Brien. I could care less if he's fired, if he stays. Like it's whatever. He's just a very meh coach i don't care he's like that's why you fire like a, <laughs> that's why, right that's why you fire he's a, you he's a rich man's him. jason garrett like i, I don't care what they that's do with why him. you fire but him <laughs> to act he's not the one holding deshaun watson back that offensive oh line is holding deshaun watson back and deshaun watson's headspace is holding deshaun watson back oh. and his inconsistent accuracy i yeah let's see what happens when he doesn't have nuck and he doesn't have Fuller. He doesn't have these massive six four oh, targets that can leap God, out of the freaking building and right? catch Fuller the most errant passes in the world. Let's see what Imagine happens. Imagine if this man didn't have Duke Johnson Let's and Carlos Let's see what Island happens when he has to actually right. make plays without a, a receiving unit. Uh, listen, Deshaun Watson I mean, is okay. fine. You know the best if part? You're, so you are, know the you're going to just strip down if his entire team and say, now show me what you can do? You know, I said that two is. players. I said two and also, no, players. You know what's annoying? No, stop. You're being dishonest because you don't follow Houston, Texas. That's stop. not even a little because bit. You're igno- That's not you're even ignoring a little the bit fact true. That you're not, you are ignoring the fact that Will Fuller was injured most of the season. And most, very good most. When he's on the yeah. What is your you definition said, oh, take, of most? Oh, take, the four, five oh, games he no, missed. The best, no, the the best part is, is you say, oh well, what is he without Will Fuller? Well, we know. But that's not he's what I said. That's not even a little him. bit what I said. But please, by all means, twist it to the way you fares. want. <laughs> I said, let's see what happens when he doesn't have two six-four receivers to catch everything within ten yards of his errant ass Will passes. Will Fuller catches anything within ten yards. I mean, it's 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 absurd how overrated he is. Ryan, Ryan. Did you know that Will Fuller is better than Anquan Bolden? Like Will Fuller I mean, and yes. Willie please, Sneed. please make the conversation something it's not to justify a terrible point by you. Continue by all means. But he has one moving good on, on from that, the the entire <laughs> crux of this you is can't even name his tight end. The, the entire the entire crux of this it used to be Ryan Griffin. Your original question, <laughs> your or your not even question, your original statement about why Bill O'Brien should be fired is absurd because the one thing that Ryan said that is absolutely true, and the one thing is true across the board, if you want Bill O'Brien fired, it has to be for his body of work. This game is irrelevant to that. It had nothing to do with My it. My point of that was that that's indicative of It's not of indicative at all scheme. because you can very easily defend both calls, especially the fake punt. But the one – No, I, I don't have a problem with the fake punt. I was very one, clear. The one I hated that, is that he wasn't sure about it. The one is the field goal. You are up 21-0. to zero. 
You have the option to go City, up a free. With that team, you have the option no, to go up no. a free four scores. Do you know what the percentage is? They score a touchdown if they decide to go for it. There, what do you think the percentage is? Like forty-five percent they scored. There is a great chance that they end up kicking the same field goal, and there is a pretty damn good chance that they get zero points out of it because even if they get the first down, you cannot assume a touchdown. You cannot even assume points because they could just as easily turn the ball over. You cannot give that Kansas City defense the confidence that Beal Bill How is being them? down 24 nothing confidence? It, listen, it proved if that they you were, were able to be the one-yard line. If it was, or within the five, even, I mean, I even need to inside the five-yard line, if you are inside the, it's not proven because if you look at the math, it doesn't say you score more points on they that drive. They scored 28 it's a, straight the, points the, the, because the of that. So EPA, expected points added, I'm sure you're familiar with the stat. It's indifferent to that decision. It is absolutely indifferent to that. If they're inside the five-yard line and it's fourth and one, you have a much better argument. They're at the 20-yard line. Even if they get it, which is far from a guarantee, they might score less points on that drive, and they're certainly not even close to high odds to score more points on the drive. So to say that it's a fireable offense to go up four scores in a playoff game when there is no reasonable measure that you think for sure they were going to score more is absurd. It's beyond absurd. If you don't like him for his body of work, that's fine. If you think that Deshaun Watson is the fucking goat and that he should have won three Super Bowls by now and it's Bill O'Brien's fault mm-hmm. that he hasn't, that is fine. You can have that opinion and say Bill O'Brien's a trash coach, he should be fired. But I don't want to hear a single thing about what happened in Kansas City because Bill O'Brien's not a defensive guy. He's not. So that defense falling apart and getting 51 oh. dropped on their fucking head in three quarters, that's not on Bill O'Brien outside of he, yes, he hired the defensive coordinator. He's not the defensive guy. So if he says, well, you know I'm, what, we're firing our defensive coordinator, we're moving on, this was a fucking well, disaster, then all right, think, let's move on and see what happens. I think as a head coach, just like on the sidebar, if a team ever scores 35 straight on you, you should just rip play calling duties from your coordinator at that point just for that game like look bro it is not in the cards for you today let me try i mean i mean that game was a disaster i'm just gonna pick it, i'm gonna it, pick cards it was at a meltdown but and then we'll have better success uh, you came out and you went up 24-0 in arrowhead i the, it's not with, with i mean with fool's gold true like you had yes, him up the, punt, you had yes, the defensive punt. the special all teams, the more yes, reason to not kick the field goal you already weren't exactly like on my, the 21 that actually thing, though, was there. was that after the game, he's like, well, we needed 50 points. Like, you still would have lost. And I understand that's just like off hit. Because yeah, yeah. it was close saying, like, to 50, you yeah. know what I mean? He was just throwing out yeah. a number. But, like, if you scored 50, you still lose. Like, just say you needed 53 or some shit. <laughs> Like give you a number that actually. <laughs> he just won. need he just Ugh. needed to do the booger. He needed to come out and be like, listen, if you give up 51 points, you're not gonna win the game. If you score less than the other team. I think all right. So moving on from that game to the other game that I was dreadfully wrong on. Oh my God, Ryan. Derrick Henry. What was his hit carry average in that game? Like six yards. I think it was my probably goodness. six. It was insane. Like, it was hey, what ETNs hey, was before word, they stopped giving him the ball. Word, word up, word up. Paul was right. Like it's that simple. Paul was right. Which, and I don't need. We should have been Lions can... coach Mike Vrabel. <laughs> <laughs> True. I think honestly the biggest takeaway is that, like how painful it has to be to see exactly to a T what you were supposed to be 
and you're not. <laughs> and it works. It clearly works uh, when you do it right. In Matt Patricia's I mean, defense, don't have... he does not have Ryan Tannehill. He also has uh, right. Henry. And, like, Ryan Tannehill, to, I mean, to his credit, because he's gotten paid to be an NFL quarterback, you've been getting the absolute biggest pass of the year. <laughs> during these playoffs because you played like garbage. It's just the guy that you're handing the ball Whoa, off to. Whoa, stop, 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 stop. Tannehill has been good. Stop. Is fantastic. No. He's been trash. What are you talking about? It doesn't matter, though, about? because all you have to do stop, is turn stop, around stop, and stop, the ball Stop, 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 stop. He has not had production because he's not throwing the ball, but he has been good right. when he's throwing the ball. And when he has ball. thrown the ball, it's not, it's not really no, going but well. No, but, pro- but that's the problem is that you can't judge Tannehill's performance because, uh, like you just said, I'm you not, don't I'm like, it doesn't matter. I mean, no. I, I'm, I'm like a broken record when I say this. It, but it'll matter against Kansas City. Tennessee. Because I don't want to see Tennessee well, in the goddamn Super Bowl. Tennessee is everything they are this year, both – Nothing to do with Tannehill and everything to do with Tannehill at the same time. So the strength of their team has nothing to do with Tannehill. Their offensive line is awesome. They have one of the best bull fucking running backs in the game. They have great coaching. Their defense isn't crazy, but they're coached well, so they play above their talent level. But we've seen this exact same team, exact same team with Mariota, and it was garbage. And the difference is, regardless of if they are using Tannehill to bomb all over the field. You absolutely have to defend the entire field because he's shown time and time again he will complete passes and big passes and touchdowns, and he can throw the ball much better than Mariota. So, no, he's not literally the reason that they're having success. You can just say he's not playing good. Just because. He doesn't need to. That's not not accurate. No, hold on. Ryan, Ryan. It's not accurate. It's not even a little bit accurate. I don't understand. Paul, stop. Ryan. What is his receiving core? You want him to throw all over the field. You have, AJ, you have the best young one? receiver in the NFL. Oh, a rookie. Right. That's oh, I'm sorry. No rookie's ever on. been productive ever. Tajay, right, Tajay, Tajay Sharp, Corey Davis, AJ Brown. You get to hype up Willie Sneed and Will Fuller, but no one can say, hey, AJ Brown's way better than either of those two. Don't you lump me in with Will Fuller. Get out of here. Love you and your stupid-ass Willie no, Seth Roberts. Okay, you, you, want, you want him to throw all over the field, but and his you don't best have to throw all over is the field, his running back. Which is the point. <laughs> you don't have to do that. You but can, even you can garbage man Alex Smith your he, way to a Super Bowl, which I hope they don't do again. But it's possible Derrick Henry keeps running the fact like that this. And, and again, Derrick Henry is having arguably the best playoff performance from a running back of all time so to judge ryan Tannehill at all is dishonest which at is why the you can very be least ryan Tannehill, trent dilfer ryan you can Tan- be that and it's I, I don't understand ryan Tannehill has four touchdowns and a pick in the postseason how the fuck is he playing like trash i just again i don't I, even like saying a descriptor it's not worthy of descriptor which because you are correct the sample size is like, so small, to try to draw a conclusion from it is absurd. The, the main thing is, they have to be defended different because Ryan Tannehill is there and Mariota is not, and that has opened up everything for them. And, and again, uh, even when he does throw in this playoffs, like his best pass was to Derrick Henry. So how think, can we How did him? they open the game? <laughs> how did they open the game against Baltimore that blew everything up? With a passing touchdown. Yeah. Well, that wasn't that was kind of a iffy touchdown. Now, to be fair, they backed it up, obviously. With but, another passing you know. touchdown. I get look, I'm not against you here. I just I don't know how you can judge him. And as Ryan said, to be fair, 
We may find out. We'll see. I mean, we're going to – listen, if he comes out and throws three picks against the Chiefs – That is not a hot take. If any quarterback throws three picks, it doesn't matter if it's Tannehill or not. But I'm saying fuck. if he comes out and throws three picks against the Chiefs, who do not have a star-studded defense, and he's a big part of the reason they can't compete in that game, I'll come out and say, yeah, Ryan, he fucking was terrible. But projecting forward, to, to do this I like, do think that if ten, if Tennessee wins the flip, I think they're getting the ball. And we will know in the first quarter nah, if Tennessee can run the really ball, it's game on. You really think Tennessee's going to take the ball? With Why wouldn't you? Establish the run and figure out if you can beat them this defense up or not. I don't know, man. It's all about the T.O.P. You do not want to get yeah, no, out I'd, early. Yeah, I'd take the ball. I don't want to get Mahomes in time. I, there's no, like, there's, there is no this. scenario if, I would ever take the ball in a football game, ever. It just mathematically doesn't make sense. If, if I have Ryan – so, like, you guys are going to hate me shitting on him. If I have Ryan Tannehill as my quarterback and Derrick Henry as my running back and I know that that is my bread and butter, working that relationship and the other team has Patrick Mahomes – I want the ball as many times as I can possibly get it, and I want to make sure that when I do get the ball, that I'm milking so all that clock to So you literally just said they the should line. not receive the ball because that doesn't maximize you no, getting No, because it. I'm already giving them one possession. That's not how I'm going to try and no, take that possession that and take it so as much. Yes, it is. If, you, if I'm giving them the ball, I'm giving them in a possession. If you receive That's the true. ball first, you cannot have more possessions in the game. What? Yeah, you can. I mean, you can it, never it have. Does not work. You out. can <laughs> I, unless you kick an onside kick. You can never have more possessions in a game. You and also, you're not factoring can, in turnovers because if you, you can't, if you, what do you mean you can't? Well, I guess you. I guess you could be one up, but you, every time you score, you close, you're giving the ball. Back. If you close the uh, half you know, with I, the ball and you open the second half, you're I getting guess. an extra possession. Sure. Uh, look, 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 look. This is not important. What is important, very much so is the reason I say they need to take the ball to start the game, you need to reel off on your first drive a seven to eight minute possession. They need to, as cliche as I have keep being with it, it's a T.O.P. thing. The reason that Houston lost that game in part is because Houston as a team does not know how to grind out a drive. What exacerbated Kansas City's comeback was they kept getting these short drives and then Kansas City got the ball back right away. Like, think about this. If Tennessee in, in Kansas City, same situation in that second quarter happens, Kansas City is not scoring 21 points in three minutes. You can't have that happen. So getting the ball first, running it down, slowing the game down from the jump, control the tempo, that is essential. That's why I take the I mean, ball. their plan is going to be the same whether they get the ball or not. I mean, you yeah, but you're able to dictate it better if you get the ball first. I mean, you're trying to score touchdowns on every drive. I, yeah, but you want to do it as slow as possible I, if you're You just want to score. I mean, Slowly. I don't buy that. Like, Maybe you can take 10, Arrowhead. Hey, you can't, I mean, you're not going to take Arrowhead out of it because that fan base is like. But you want to lull them but down. If, but if you're at four minutes in a drive, they're not even screaming and shouting anymore. You can kind of calm the storm until they get back on offense, and then you just hope you know your defense can. Right, can like do their how thing. many third and ones are they going to get up for if they know that Derrick Henry keeps converting them? And also, do we know if uh, what's the guy in the middle for Kansas? Is it Chris Johnson? Is that his name? Chris Jones? Christian Jones? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was out this last game. If he doesn't play, that's pretty major for KC. I mean, it's 
KC's secondary needs to be ready to tackle. Because Tennessee gets to the second level when they run yeah, the ball. Honey Badger played really I, I mean, well they, last game. when they get to the they when they run the He's ball, so they good. get to the second level. I mean, he is. watching Derrick Henry on fucking Earl Thomas was just <laughs> where he pushed brutal. him and made Earl Thomas the lead blocker. It's like that was that was, crazy. That was It's bad. like bro, that's <laughs> Earl Thomas, dude. That's not some jerk off. That is Earl freaking Thomas. Like you just it was really you, you bad. just nothing is more terrifying than Derrick Henry's extended arm. Like, it's, like, nightmare-inducing. That sounds like domestic Do you guys remember the 99-yard touchdown run he had this year that was the slowest 99-yard run of all time? Oh, my God, that that he just literally was just (laughs) ragdowling people and just pushing people away from him. Like, nah, I'm good. You can't touch me. I'm good. Who was was the person – was it a Houston coach that said that, like, it's unfair a dude of his size can run like that? I mean, he's athletic. He's strong. He's smart. He's a smart runner. Uh, he just he's 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 not stupid like, obviously <laughs> and i love it. It, it what about the other two games last week so minnesota got whooped right move, move and that over. was oh so bad but it's like i've never seen a team get dominated on the on the offensive line like that like kirk cousins you can't even trash him how was he ever going to have a good game with san francisco is there anything worth even talking about from that game that was it that san francisco's front is it was so just, dominating their front seven just and that's we, we've talked about this many times before minnesota has been an o-line away for a while now like that's been their achilles heel yeah. every single time and this this one like i i mean it's been this this was honestly it was flashbacks of denver and the panthers in the super bowl that's what it reminded oh, me man, of man yeah yeah that was that it, it, and in fairness to john lynch's credit his enti- like I, I heard this on Cowherd show how uh no it wasn't Cowherd it was uh Mike uh, Tarico was talking about this on Valeni show how Tony Dungy because John Lynch played for Tony Dungy John Lynch is a GM his attitude was to try to replicate the defenses of Tampa Bay who built up front and then out and it's clear that's how they're working that that front seven in front four in particular is so good with um, Eric Armstead and Buckner and Bosa that they are so good up front. Like, it didn't matter what Minnesota did. Like, the only stat you need to know, regardless of how Kirk Cousins was going to perform, Dalvin Cook had, like, a one-yard per carry average. Yeah, and he only had That's nine carries. That's all you carries, need to know. Nine carries, 18 yards. Uh, I mean, he couldn't he, he Because, couldn't you, do because they weren't going to run the ball. I, like, you couldn't, no, you couldn't right. run the ball. No, right, and it's like – uh, so for me, I always hark back when I see a running back like that where they're elite, but they don't do shit, and the people are like, why didn't they give him the ball anymore? To that uh, that Zeke versus MSU game, where if you're averaging right. two yards a carry, even if it's not your fault because we know how talented you are, why are we going to keep giving you the ball when that is absolutely in no way working? And not really yeah. like the passing game was working earlier, but and that's not no just the Kirk Cousins at all. He got sacked six times. Like, I don't care who you are as a quarterback. You absolutely cannot get into any type of rhythm if you're always concerned and worried that at the end of the play, you're going to end up on your ass. Right. To the last game of the week. So, I, I didn't... I didn't watch it. I'm I not did even watch it. But well, I didn't watch any of the... I watched part of the Houston KC one. Seattle... I, was I celebrating. I, I never thought Seattle really had much of a chance to win, other than the fact that they've That's always played I good green, game. games against Green Bay. And it's not even that Green Bay is that good. Seattle's literally Russ Wilson right now. Like, that, that's that's it. 
You mean the MVP? I, I'm not gonna go that far. Well, you're but not gonna I, win. That's it. And yet, they found a way to make it interesting. And Russ made massive play after massive play down the stretch. Oh, man. And again, the theme of everything, and I'm just super jaded. You guys know how jaded I am with officiating. But that is – I don't think it mattered. I did see that. I don't think it mattered. But, dude, I mean, you are a clear foot short of the first down. I don't think he's a clear foot. Elbow down, ball in hand. We discussed it at the time. It's so – it's not even – I don't know how. Listen, you also thought I, I don't you know, also I don't thought know that Clemson's receiver seeing. had his foot on the ground. So maybe, maybe you need. And you glasses. also thought that Ohio State recovered a fumble. So, I mean, we could go tip or tap. <laughs> and you thought Ohio State didn't get the line to gain. Uh, okay. This is uh, out of control. Nope. nope. I don't want to hear this. All right. Russ Wilson is a very good quarterback. Kept him in a game they had no business being in. It doesn't matter. Green Bay moved on. All right. Also took good. five sacks. So, like Kirk Cousins had six sacks. And, I mean, Russell Wilson's obviously a little bit uh, more poised than Kirk Cousins is and, you know, a little bit just calmer as a quarterback. Uh, again, when you take five sacks, six sacks, it's really hard to get up for every play and trust your teammates, even though, to be fair to Russell Wilson, he's probably had less trust in his teammates longer than, uh, than Kirk Cousins has. And Russ did his absolute best. It just didn't matter. It really didn't. Now, I believe we had some basketball on the agenda. Is that what I heard? You're darn right. Is uh, bring out the Space Jam theme song. <laughs> hey That's illegal. Now, we're playing Dylan's wedding song forever. So, we do have some NBA to talk about. And a season where it's gone how maybe you thought it was going to, but it also hasn't. So, the Clippers and the Lakers right now in the West are two of the top teams. You also have Utah there, who a lot of people like, and who are on a 10-game hey. winning streak right now. Hey. I thought they were garbage. I still think they're garbage. But this 10-game oh, win streak, garbage. it's garbage. got them in second in the West right now. Denver, who was second last year, is up Damn there. Right. Houston. Dallas, a little bit of a surprise. Luka not just playing out of his mind, and he's really getting the supporting cast over there. Oklahoma City, who people thought were tanking, are sitting in seventh right now. And then the Memphis Grizzlies who are they're not devoid of veterans because they do have you know guys like uh Jonas Valanciunas on their team but really off of the strength of John Morant off of Jaron Jackson Jr you thought they may be in play for the lottery this year and right now they're seated uh eight in the west above teams like San Antonio and Portland who you would probably penciling in for the playoffs and you know Golden State we haven't talked about it but everybody on their team is hurt except Draymond Green Steph's gone Clay's gone uh, D'Lo is hurt for most of the year, and now he's back. As far as the East goes, there's a lot of mirroring to last year. Milwaukee's still on top. Boston right there behind them. Miami Heat, the biggest surprise probably in the NBA, sitting at third in the Europe? East right now. 27-12, and 12, that's right, off of the strength of Oakland alum Kendrick Nunn. And uh, you know, Tyler Hero has been balling out. They did add Jimmy Butler. You didn't think it'd be enough to get them to third in the East, but here they are. Uh, the defending champions, Toronto Raptors, out here at four. And one at home. Yeah, My they're God. they're nuts, and they've really That's taken it. on like the toughness of the, only, the city. The only people surprised about the Heat is Eric Spo hating motherfuckers. Nah, yeah, nobody like, thought they'd be third. Everybody's surprised. Oh no, okay, nobody thought they'd be this good, but this does corroborate our our opinion. That's supposed to be like, only... uh, I think all of us on the podcast thought the Pistons would finish higher than the Heat. 
I absolute. Not. I think the, the Pistons absolute are garbage. only team that preseason that bona fide the Heat did not even argue to be better than that they are is the Sixers. That's you did not see Kendrick Nunn being. There. That's Please not what stop. I said. I you didn't. Say no, I didn't. I didn't think the Heat had an argument to be better than the Raptors. I'm. I'm still not what? sure they are better than them. They're ahead of the standings, but the Raptors I don't know that, that, lost they're, that they're a better team. Come on. And they have everybody else from teams that made conference roster. finals before. And also, nobody Jimmy on this Heat team has ever done anything. Jimmy Butler is better than anybody on the Raptors, on the Sixers. No, okay, right, but, first but off, he's, stop. He's one player. Pascal Siakam has really come Jimmy into his Butler? own, as I predicted. Okay, here's the thing, though. Pascal Siakam hasn't played in almost a month. Can, that's can why they're Duncan lower Robinson in the standings. Like, can we... I mean, that's, uh, every, everybody on the Heat is... Besides Jimmy Butler, who you kind of know what he can do already, is right. overperforming point, what you know everybody thought they'd be. Even if you thought Tyler Hero was Credit good, you didn't think he'd be this good this fast. I, I Same mean, with Duncan I, Robinson. Obviously, Kendrick Nunn, who nobody saw coming. Uh, Bam Adebayo took a bigger leap than even people who were really high on him. That's the surprise to me. That's true. Bam's is is yeah. Bams no, is I mean sur- Duncan and Kendrick are way bigger surprises. So than Bams, Duncan just because of. What he's doing is not the surprise. It's how often he's doing it. Like his usage rate and still having the success is what's so shocking about Duncan. But Bam's like leap is just like that's so far out of left field. So far out of left field. Like I, I, I didn't. I mean, I, I thought he was nothing to me. He was just a, a complete afterthought, and he has blossomed into a really key player for them. But the thing for me with the Heat, like I, I just can't sit here and be surprised when. I, I've Jimmy Butler is absolutely a superstar, clear cut top ten player in the NBA, and you're pairing no, him. Not clear cut. You're clearing him with arguably with the best <laughs> coach in the NBA. Those two things, those that two things agree. alone, are enough to be third in the East. So one, and I'm, I'm not saying you particularly are lying, although I guess I am because I think you are. Uh, but anybody that had the Heat as a top three team in the East preseason, I would I would absolutely call you a liar. I'm not saying I had them there. I'm just saying that I can't sit but here you're saying and be it's shocked not a surprise. about it. I don't think it's a huge surprise. Like so it's a, it's a huge surprise. Me having the Heat at this is, fifth was a team that or most people thought were fighting in, anywhere from six to eight. But me having the Heat at fifth or sixth in the East that is after the top two is just a complete cluster. Them getting into top three because they have a couple guys made the leap and they have a great coach in Jimmy Butler. That's not it's a not big just surprise. It's not just a couple guys. It's everybody on their roster made the leap. <laughs> Literally I think you everybody. are understating. You are understating just how how good this is. Like I I did not th- I thought that this was not a disaster. Them signing Jimmy Butler, but everybody's response when he signed to Miami is like, Miami really. Like there, what would shock me? What would be a true surprise? I mean, the thing with Miami and all of their young talent was you thought they were gearing up. And to to be fair, to their credit, they still are to the people who kind of predicted their credit. They're gearing up for 2021 when, like, Giannis is a free agent and they hope they can lure him over. And then at that point, even Jimmy Butler is fair game and they're going to move the hell in high water to pair Giannis with the guys that are balling out. Right now, hopefully they can keep everybody. They probably won't be able to, but it doesn't matter if you get Giannis, right? But for them to be performing like at this level right now, again, it just takes a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of credit to Spo, obviously coaching all of these guys up. But even the best coaches that we've seen, 
typically it's not all of these guys hitting above their averages. Like if you think you have like a sales office, like all of these dudes are going way above commission right now. Oh, Dunder Mifflin. That's right. It's like I, Dunder Mifflin to, was selling me, the most paper in the country. To me, what would be shocking is if like the Heat <laughs> beat the Celtics in the playoffs. That's where I'd be like, I God, didn't disagree. see that coming. I, I'm, talk, stop. I'm, first, I'm talking about from the beginning of the season. Like, me seeing them in third right oh, now okay. is not – I'm like, yeah, it's above where we expected them to be, but it's not like a big shock. They take down the Celtics in the playoffs. You tell me that before the season. That, I'm like, how? You know what I mean? Like, compare the rosters right. beginning of the season. Like, how did that – that's a shock. Paul's point is more – Paul's point is more that the East was so malleable that the heat rising – I'm not, I'm not it, trying you're to exactly funny, right. But... With a guy like Butler and a coach yeah, like Spo, yeah, that rises up. That's saying. exactly what I'm saying. I get what but, you're I saying. Mean, I, seven... I, still, I still think you're understating it a little. So, but... like, seven of the eight teams that are currently in the playoffs, you probably thought would be in the playoffs. You just thought the seeding would be a little bit different. Like, even the Heat, sure. most people are like, okay, seven or eight seed if they're able to get there. But instead of the Magic, who are seven right now, you thought maybe the Hornets, maybe the Pistons. Well, okay, and okay. In instead fairness, of, obviously, them, it's the Magic. The, but, I mean, all the other teams, the you, Nets, you, the Pacers, you, the Sixers, Raptors, Bucks, Celtics. Sure. I mean, the most surprising team, to be there. I, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to cut you off, Dylan, but the most surprising team in the East to me is the Sixers, being where they're at. But then again, if you sit back and look, the Pacers, when Oladipo was healthy recently were really good and were in that four three four five conversation toronto i was down on them not much more than you guys were uh-huh. but you guys mm-hmm. did say siakam's really he, he talk about a guy that took a step i mean he really took the step at the end of last man, year who, who but he really that? there's been oh, plenty man. of guys that did what he did for a stretch at the end of the year and then did not take the big jump for, to consistency. Right, but y'all, with y- y'all said his game one with, was just a flash of the I pain. did it. Well, I did not. I said he wasn't going to have a game like that again. I, first of all, really I picked hasn't. them to win last year, so y'all can suck me. Because he was like, what, 12 but and 12 or something stupid? Forget about the East for a sec. Can we talk about the Dallas Mavericks, my favorite thing in the NBA? No, 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 no. Oh, I'm you sorry. You're right. And I'm, I'm sorry, getting right. my time. You, you can, you can, you're right. Because we're. You talk about your Miami thing, and I know that you can't say that I didn't say this. The Utah Jazz are just as surprising, but I absolutely saw I, this coming. I think they're less and surprising. I, than I, me. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't buy that. Uh, okay, so I don't know. me personally, I did not like uh, the Jazz, and I told you that. But there were a lot of people who were talking I, about the Jazz as a two or three seed, and not even that they'd be better than the Lakers or the Clippers. And the Clippers is who they're ahead I, of in the standings I mean, right now. Uh, it's just that with those two teams being so new, people thought it might take a little bit more time to click. But yeah. there were folks who had the Jazz as a top four seed in the West. So this, I was not one of them. This is how but surprised I am about, about the Jazz. Any other one of the top six seeds in the West will beat them in a playoff series. They will not because the Jazz will beat the Lakers. <laughs> Jesus Lord. Listen, and I listen. I, I can't crazy. sit here and tell you you're stupid because you're the one that was on the Jazz and they're sitting sitting in is the second seed. So clearly there has been merit, but I think it is absolutely fool's gold. I'm just saying. Look, look. Let's put it this way: if LeBron in a playoff game is going to be carried off the floor for a broken AC unit. I don't know how he's going to deal with rampant racism LeBron? in the state. And also, if we'll J.J. Barea is able to shut him down, no telling what Joe Inglis can do. 
<laughs> Joe English has got how many? How many? LeBron is JJ literally Durant? going to cannibalize Donovan Mitchell if they play in the playoffs. Well, Mitchell Donovan won't be Mitchell's not going to play him. Yeah, he's not going to guard him. What are you talking about? <laughs> like that's not going to happen. <laughs> Well, it probably will be English. What, what 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 are you what are you pausing to check? <laughs> Donovan Mitchell is not going to be guarded by LeBron. Who who's That's gonna guard happening. Donovan Mitchell? Probably Danny Green. Yeah. You you really don't think? And to be fair, that's still really a hard match. Who would guard LeBron? LeBron. Either Ingles or Bogdanovich. No, LeBron will probably be on Bogdanovich. I'm gonna be. be I'm just guess. gonna yeah. harken back to last year when we also said that Kawhi wasn't gonna guard Giannis. Yeah, probably Bogdanovich. But I'm Bogdanovich saying, Rudy, is Rudy go. He had that that thirty five zero 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 zero. And and you know what? <laughs> Gobert is awesome. the biggest reason to me. That's no, not his name. No, no, what? no. Gobert. 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 He's French. I don't care what he, he is. He sound like a Sesame it's Gobert. I, I don't care what he is. <laughs> he to me is a bigger reason for what they've done this year than Donovan Mitchell. No shit. And it's He's not amazing. just his absurd efficiency. I mean, He's the so good, goat man. Now. So freaking good. His def- his his uh, his like actual metrics, like deep analytic metrics on his efficiency on defense. My question is, is how is he going to keep That's that up why against Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis may not play. I you don't play know if playoffs. he's going to be healthy in the playoffs. Not. We'll see. I mean, he might not play he, next he time they meet. Okay, so uh, obviously well, when we talk about yeah, obviously when we talk about things, we are assuming the teams are at full strength unless we know that players are out, like for the season right now. I mean, I, I'll give you credit on the Jazz, but I think I think I I think it's crazy to think they're going to beat the Lakers. I'm just saying, you want to put you want to put some down. I'm feeling that. I confident. would put a bet that they won't put beat it down, the Lakers. Put it down I don't think they're going to make it to the Lakers to the. In the first place, I don't think they're going to get to play the Lakers because I think they're going to lose before then. Well, the Lakers are probably going to be on the other side of the bracket, to be fair. That's, well, yeah, right. Obviously, right now, if they met, it wouldn't be until the Western Finals. Well, I so I think right. I think Utah finishes as the fifth seed, fourth or fifth seed. So that that will mix that things. Was what up. I was going to say the fifth, and then they can meet in the semifinals. I I think they'll finish as the fourth. Conley started. Conley sat out, and now he's back. Now he's finally back. Like that's I, right, but happening. they're not going to continue winning ten games in a row. There's a fall oh, off. They don't somewhere. need to. And also, I just want to say, who's the more forgotten player in the NBA more than Donovan Mitchell? No, like that's everybody he's in Utah. forgot about him. I mean, his teammate Bogdanovich. Not that he's better than Mitchell, but he's way like lesser known and way less talked. Does about. everyone love Dallas? At least, can we all agree that Dallas is awesome? I want Ryan to admit on air just how wrong he was about. Luka I never Dallas. said he would be bad, which is again. You, you you need to be you need to admit that you were wrong, and I was right. I never said he'd be bad admit it. ever. Admit, admit it. What do you Hold think on. I need to admit about? Hold it? on a second, because I want to clarify, and I want to get to the bottom of this, because I don't remember exactly. But it wasn't it wasn't the Luka Doncic was bad, or whatever. But Ryan was vehement that someone was going to be much better than Luka. Trey, I, I thought yeah, it was Trey Young. I think Trey Young's gonna be better. Stop! No way! Get the fuck out of here! I love You're Trey so Young. I really already. do. But come on, man, dude. Did no, Trae Young okay. go scoreless in the fourth My, quarter? Nope. 
my explicit thing back hearkening back to this was that the Atlanta Hawks were going to regret not picking. Well, you also Luka. said Trey Young would and be then, fucking terrible. I, I and fine, fine. He is the last of the Mohicans. I respect the game on that. But you then doubled down and said that Trey Young would be a better player, which I knew you were going to be wrong about. And Do I we understand? Do we understand that Luca right now looks like a chubby young LeBron? And also yeah. that, like, he has how many 30-point triple doubles and he leads the league in them already? Oh, he, He's in his, you know, se- what, second or third year? But when Luka does Luka does it in high efficiency Luka, while involving you, you, his oh, entire team. Right, right. He's also not traveling half the time. Team. Yeah, like, dude, White Harden so Luka Doncic. Oh How do you God. like Luka and hate I can't Harden? Ha- I can't handle this. This Luka, is so dishonest. Luka is so like, good at a young level age. Dishonest. It's like... It, it's, a, it's obscene. Like, at his size, you think that Trey Young, at his size, Luka at his size... Trey Young's going to be better. Is there he any way? Is, is, Trey Young doesn't need to be. Is there? Russell is Westbrook, it possible? But... Someone tell me. Just let me dream for a minute. Is it possible that Dallas can get Giannis? Like yes. Like give me. No, no. there's they're me... saving cap space for 2021 to get Giannis. No, Giannis is going to go to like, either Golden State. Me... Or I mean, I, I think I think he stays in Milwaukee, but there Luka is a possibility Dallas gets him. Give me Luca and Giannis. Why? What? That's awful. What? What do you mean that's awful? No. Dude, Giannis needs the ball. I'm not going to pick a guy that Luka, like, has to have the ball out of his hands. I don't think he needs no. the ball. Why is Luka so I bad? I absolutely don't. Will you stop? No, he – no, I was looking at I it. hate – I hate – I hate this rate. Okay, as – who's like, shooting better from three-point right. ranges here, Luka or Giannis? Well, I know that Giannis is shooting, like, 32.5%, but I don't – Yes. This is exactly what Luke is shooting. This thirty-two and a half. And I just no. I was just looking up like efficiency stats for my Harding comparison, and then the three-point number jumped out at me. All right. Well, speaking of all this NBA talk, Dylan has questions for us. Let's do the questions. We have Dylan. What We're what just Dylan skip has over college. All right. Is the bare necessities. All right. <laughs> also higher Harden <laughs> higher efficiency this year than Luca. But go I ahead. hate you. Yeah. He right. does. <laughs> no, I hate you. Playing. It's facts. I didn't say it wasn't. I said I hate you. I just like Ryan is doing the same thing in, that well, Paul in does Ryan's for, defense. I'm not, but hold on, in, because there's two players just, that you love and then two players that you hate, and they're just different versions of each in other. In Ryan's like Mitchell is Carmelo reincarnate, <laughs> and you hate Carmelo and you love Donovan true. Mitchell. He's, same thing with Luca. Luca is white James. No, Harden. that's not true. That's a terrible comparison. Yes, it is. No, that's a terrible yes, comparison. Is. But right. they, they play completely different. They play completely different. They don't play completely different. Are you kidding? Do you watch Luca and Harden play? Oh my God. Who are the only two players in the NBA that do as many step-back threes? Luka and James Harden. Oh, my God. That's because Luka is huge. And so is Harden. Harden's a tank. What? Are you, Harden is a midget. You don't, are you dumb? <laughs> He's 6'5". He's short as hell. And also, no, and also. Harden is, also, oh, no, hold on. Also, I'm going to look this also. up. Harden Luka is 6'5", 220. All right, stop. Boom. Let me go to Luka because I bet you. God damn, it's very close. Why are you saying this to me? Why are you saying this to me? I didn't say he was a midget. No, because you guys want to balk that he's white James Harden. This is absurd. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. The okay, only Luka, thing. Six seven, a little. So two inches taller, two eighteen. They got the same goddamn build. What about the wingspan, bro? 
What what about the wingspan? Get that? No, not the same build. Get that is Harden. And you're right. Harden, Harden is Harden's not six five in any universe. But I don't care what he's listed at. I do not care what Harden is listed at. He's not fucking six five. Uh, I don't care. But oh, it doesn't okay. Matter. Well, as we long as you move, said it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying we have Michigan Don right. We have Matt who isn't anything because he plays neutral. But there is nothing more aggressive than NBA <laughs> Ryan. Oh my God. You hear the change the one thing in his that, voice? Well, you guys say things that are like, the not The one thing that I will give Ryan, the one thing that I will give Ryan is is we did sight efficiency on Luca, and he came back with the fact. And that you came an back and just fan. said he was straight up more efficient. That's fine. Than Ryan, That's fine. We were wrong. You win. Look, but I you, they are I very different players. That much. They're That's very different players. Can we please? They're not very different. Can we please, are, God, they, move on to the are. bare necessities? You could do a fucking yeah, side by side like Kobe and Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> He's so we, mad. <laughs> well, no, I'm mad because so it's clear mad. that you're not watching these guys as much. I definitely watch Luca more. No, you than don't. <laughs> That's oh such a goddamn lie. Are you kidding? When's the last NBA game you watched that wasn't the ball? No. Bro, okay. First off, I need to tell you something. Please. I need to tell you something. Who was the person on? Who was the person on cast who was live reacting to a Dallas Mavericks game while y'all were talking playoff football? I didn't give a fuck. I live react to NBA games every week. Are you Wait, stupid no, in hold, your hold, head? Time out, fam. Time, <laughs> time out, fam. Who was the Bro, one? I'm live reacting to a game Lucas now. Start? A Luca I... game because he's playing the fucking Warriors uh... on my TV in front of me. <laughs> Please get the fuck out of here. Move on to your next topic, because you are just fucking annihilated. I get, I, listen. Come, come at the king, you best not miss. Props to Ryan. I mean, I, this is wonderful. This is gold. I, it's wonderful. Talk about efficiency, by the way. In that game that Dylan is watching Luca play for the first time this year, Jordan Poole is two oh, for three, God. which is a career fucking game for him. <laughs> so shout out to him uh all right now now on to my softball questions that ryan does not deserve for being so ryan's about to right come out. in here like luca O of one for three fucking trash ass I, I don't know if you guys know the snoop dogg video where he's just stomping on the buildings in new york that's what i just did no it's not look i'm mm-mm you know, you know how you feel right now, to be fair, Ryan? You know how you feel? Like, internalize that. That is how I feel about you and Matt making Mark <laughs> Antonio. Can we, can, can we do the bare That's necessities? All. all right. Bare necessities, back to happy times, music playing all around, Ryan live tweeting the lies that he's watching Luka Doncic. We're moving on to to NBA version of this this time. It worked really well for uh, football, so we're going to do it for this. No questions for myself, because that's stupid. So it's just going to be for each of the gentlemen. All right, we got our first question. It's going to be a round ball in general, college and pro. More college than pro, partially because we had the NBA conversation that, you know, turned into Godzilla stomping all over Tokyo. But very close. Snoop Dogg stomping on New York. (laughs) All right. It was very controversial Uh, when it came out. Well, no, you you can't do that to the Matt is going to die at this. Oh, my Lord. Snoop Dogg. Well, I know Matt knows the video I'm talking about. 
All right, so, Paul, I'm here. question for you. Very, I, I can't believe the timing of this, but are the Miami Heat for real in the East? Look at that. <laughs> I wrote yes, that before they we are. had the conversation. they are for real in the East. Well, I can, hold on. I bef- Let me. For real as in conference, ch- conference uh, uh, round, conference finals. I mean, they they could they could get there, but as much as I said, I'm not surprised to see them where they are. I I would be a little surprised to see them in the finals, yes. So I mean, they're they're not there yet. Like they're gonna be for real next year and the year after. They are on the precipice right now. Exactly where I was thinking, Ryan. This one's gonna pain you. I know it is. But what the hell is happening to Ohio State? Oh, it is a, a free fall right now, and they're getting cannibalized by the rest of the Big Ten. They did have a win tonight, though, in finally. Right, but four losses in a row. I, like, I, what, what, we're what not three happening? of them on the you road. Get them, you get them all out of the way. You get them all out of the way early. That's sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, Paul, it, I don't. I hope you know this answer because you know how high I am on them. But what are the Dayton Flyers ceiling? This, this is for me or for Ryan? For you. The ceiling. Absolute Sweet ceiling. Sweet 16. I don't... Oh, I, I goodness, really don't... I, I Listen. They're good. They're a good team. Honestly, this is an unfair question because I don't know how the bracket is going to shake out. Good team. I mean, they, they could get a free f***ing ride like Michigan did a couple years ago. I don't know what region I they're going to be placed in and who's going to be there, but I just... Dayton right now is number 13 in the country. They are 15 and 2. And have arguably I mean, the best it's a super open in the entire year. country. There's no dominant teams, but I don't believe in them it, like an elite level. I, I honestly... You don't I, trust I, Opie Toppin. Listen, man, I trusted John Moran, and I didn't have what them a, in the in the Elite 8 either. But what about like his backup guys, like Evie, like Evie uh, Watson, from Michigan, who was having a really good yeah. year, much better than anyone thought he was going to. He couldn't even crack the rotation here, and it's nice to see guys like that succeed. And I love what they're doing. But Joe Burrow, but I honestly think I think that's a team that just listen when they run into the Big Ten's twelfth team in the tournament in the Sweet Sixteen. That's hyper. I don't know, man. They they almost oh you, you mean Michigan like wow <laughs> hey it's too early to project this man you all right Ryan Ryan I got a question how how trash is Houston really the Rockets or the the no Cougars? the Rockets yeah yeah they're not looking too hot man no they're not trash bad loss tonight but I mean they got they got black Luka Doncic on their team which is always uh, a plus for them. All right, move past it. Come on. <laughs> no, I mean they're uh they're one of the more obviously proven teams in the West, and they still have all of their guys right now. Russell Westbrook's injured with something, but uh, you still have guys Eric Gordon, Tyson Chandler doesn't play a lot. He might be a little bit more effective come playoff time. Um, but James Harden, PJ Tucker, Clint Capella. So you have guys that have been there before, and you know, I'd see them winning a playoff series and then they get matched up with like the Lakers or the Clippers in the second round is probably bad news bears for them no pun intended but I don't think they're trash I just don't think 
you know, right now they're going to be the best team in the West or a finals contender. That'd be like right on the level below that. Kind of where Portland was last year. So you, so you think that Houston is going to finish the season with Russell Westbrook? Yeah. Because there's been talk no, yeah, no, about right trading. I think Houston's going to be the Jazz in the playoffs. So. Well, you, they're okay. they're they're team That's that wrong. they always smack around. All right, Paul. This is probably either going to be the easiest question that I hope you get creative with, but if you don't, I'm gonna be disappointed. Put an NBA lineup together for a playoff series. It's so it's gonna five. be so disappointing to you as far as creativity, but I mean, I, I'm picking the, the what I think is the best team. There's only one like outlier here, and I, I think team comp is perfect. So I'm gonna start at the five. Anthony Davis absolutely transcends everybody. I'm putting Giannis at the four. I'm putting Kawhi at the three. And I'm pretty sure I'm already kicking the shit out of every team that's ever existed. But for good measure, I'm going to put LeBron at the one. Because that's where I want LeBron. He's a goddamn point guard. And he's the best. The only controversial pick, and I think team-wise, it is so beyond perfect... Give me fucking Clay Thompson at the two with that oh, team. Ah, Give me Clay Thompson at the two with hey. that team, and we are running the fuck out of any. You pick five players from NBA history, and that fucking team will beat them. All right, uh, I, I'm sure Ryan, you could do this a little off the fly. What about yourself? I mean, I'd probably just sub out Clay for Steph, but it'd be Steph, Kawhi, LeBron, Giannis, and then Anthony Davis. Yeah. <sighs> I, I try to get as creative as possible. I would be much more defensive oriented. Well, I mean, it's a very defensive team. All right. Ball put <laughs> so, uh, Ryan, on to you. This is, this is a question I, I hope you can appreciate, considering the, the back and forth with these guys and the Twitter and whatnot. What would actually happen if LeBron did guard Kawhi? Guarded Kawhi? Yeah, well, it, yeah, you know it, the meme. it just cut out though. I just wanted to make sure that that I caught what you were saying. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, Kawhi yeah. would probably drop yeah. thirty on his head. LeBron's not so super much interested in defense anymore, but I think the same thing would be on the other end as well. Maybe LeBron wouldn't get thirty because he's more willing, you know, to pass than Kawhi is and have the offense, you know, totally kind of just run through him and have him orchestrate everything. So I think Kawhi would probably get thirty, thirty-five. And I know LeBron on the other end might get a 24-point triple-double. So who would who would the internet crown the king Whoever in that won. matchup? Right, no, but who would you think Well, I think win? the Lakers are going to win the title. So I think they're going to beat the Clippers in the conference finals. God, I hope you're right. I don't agree, but I, I hope I, you're right. For, for whatever reason, I just think that, like, even when Kawhi first started, I, just, I don't know. I feel like he's kind of rent-free in LeBron's well, head. And I feel like he like even in the it. two finals that they played against each other. I know Kawhi won Finals MVP for one, but it's not like LeBron wasn't getting busy. Like LeBron's numbers in those finals are great, and Kawhi didn't right, win because how, he how averaged much? 28 points a game. Like he he won because of his quote unquote defense on LeBron, and then the Spurs were just a better team, and they gave it to the guy that guarded LeBron. I, I would like to update right, Don uh, Donkich watch real quick. Uh. O of two from the line, something black Don Chich would never do. Mm. Or Trey. All right. Uh, (laughs) 
So, Paul, for for you yourself, you did allude to this already, but is the Big Ten screwing themselves with this just brutal battle royale style thing I, they got going on? Where they're screwing themselves is that they have to play 20 league games. Like, god dang. So for like, no, so, so for like breaking the streak of the title contention, you know. Is it, is I, it I, I don't think so, and this is why. I Again, what we talked about before, iron sharpens iron. I mean, to come out of this league, it, these teams are going to be so finely tuned come March. And listen, I, I don't know. if I think, I mean, we don't have, we went from a million top five teams to no one in the top ten right now, but I don't think either of those is quite accurate. I think we do have real contenders in this conference come March. But I, I don't know exactly how many. I, I think Maryland's up there. I think MSU can be up there. I think a healthy Michigan could surprise a lot of people. And God knows if Ohio State can get back in the saddle. But all these teams, it's a bad, going on the road in the Big Ten, what is harder right now? Nothing. Like, I would rather play. I would legitimately rather host Duke than go on the road against almost any team in the Big Ten. Clemson I, I, I mean, feels the like, same way. It, it, that's how <laughs> ridiculous it's been. And I think come tourney time, I think that will help. All right. Not to mention we're going to have half the fucking field. Right. Ryan, considering what Paul just said about being on the road in the Big Ten, what do you make of Michigan State's drubbing by the worst human to ever live? So I talked about Ohio State earlier getting rid of all their losses early. For Michigan State, I like that if you lose, you play the worst possible game that you can play. They only scored 42 points. There's only 40 minutes in the college basketball game. And I don't foresee that some foresee that uh as something that is going to be you know the standard or anything that we come to expect or even if they have a bad game again even if it's on the road i think they can pull out a victory as long as cassius doesn't have nine turnovers and michigan state scores basically a point a minute again all right paul um is devin booker (laughs) why what i don't understand the question do you see what the Suns are doing to what he is? Again, it looks like Aiton. Again, another bomb. He seems cursed to always be I on mean, this Aiton's awful organization. Thing, I, I mean, I, I... Well, I agree. <laughs> I, I just... He is a good player that was a little overrated after his rookie season. In... I think he's... I mean, what are the... Is it the Suns' fault? Is it really the Suns' fault? I mean, I, yes. do not... Does Booker deserve better than the Suns? Yeah, absolutely. Jesus. Yes. Yes. It's not why? even a question. I mean, why? I mean, why? Bro, what he do you mean, he why? He 40.7 <laughs> boards in a loss tonight. He's shooting over 50%. He, is, he has nothing around... I will tell you, this is going to hurt Ryan, but I do believe this wholeheartedly. What Devin Booker is experiencing now, Trey Young is going to experience. That, that might all. be very true, because the Hawks also suck. They're just not quite as bad of an organization as Phoenix is, I don't think, from top to bottom. But you might absolutely be right. They might have the career of, like, a Tracy McGrady, where they're not the same type I mean, of I player. I mean, I guess the thing is, but so, like, you have this he's not really cursed because he can player leave. in T-Mac who didn't do anything because the Magic were just Booker such trash leave. for years and years and years. And then the Rockets were trash when he was on there. Booker can leave. And I, my thing is, is he's still a very one-dimensional player. Throwing it over to Ryan, 
Can a mid-major team win the national title this year? Your tops, your your teams in the top 25 right now for the mid-majors. You have Gonzaga at number one, Butler at number five, SDSU at number seven, Dayton at number 13, Villanova at 14, Wichita State at 15, or 16, Seton Hall at 18, Memphis at 22, and Creighton at 25. Yeah, I mean, I think Gonzaga could win the national title. So, short answer, yes. What about Butler? Okay. Butler is the most low-key top five team of all time. And then I think Oakland could also... Like, they're number five. <laughs> Oakland's great. <laughs> they're like six and 11. <laughs> it's just sad. Oh, man. Okay. Um, uh, Paul, pick a natty winner out of these five teams. Most likely, obviously. Baylor, Kansas, Duke, Gonzaga, no, Auburn. Stone. Whatever you say is what you gotta roll with. Out of those five, it's gotta be the Zags. And I, I'm not a big believer like. And in, I don't know, man. It's gotta be the Zags for sure. It's gotta be the Zags. Oh what? You know what's crazy is in the AP, in the AP, Baylor got more first place votes than Gonzaga by one, but they still got more first yeah. place votes. Man, Baylor, as of right now, looks like the best team in the country. Man, Scott Drew finally got something going. Um, Who's your least likely? Baylor, Gonzaga, Duke, Kansas, and who was the fifth? Auburn. Uh, Auburn. That's got to be Kansas. I I was I really want to pull the trigger. I thought he was going to say Duke. No, I was about to say Auburn. Ninety dollars. He said Duke. I was actually about to say Auburn, but it's got to be Kansas. It's got to be Kansas. I can get that. Okay, Ryan, is SDSU as good as their record? Now, currently the Aztecs are seventeen. Why is Ryan getting the most softball questions in the world? (laughs) All of these. No, they're they're. Because he went hard they're in the not, paint they're already. They're not as good <laughs> as being undefeated. But no, but I'm just saying, like, are they legitimately, like, is this undefeated record more indicative of them being good or fool's gold? Um, so they haven't played a team that was ranked at the time that they're playing. I know it sounds like Creighton's ranked now, and they did beat them by 30, which is impressive. But other than that, I don't see a lot of impressive wins. So I don't know if it's necessarily fool's gold as opposed to them just being better than everybody that they've played. I mean Iowa was um, a good no, one. I don't I don't I don't think they're gonna finish the season in the top fifteen. Alright, Paul. I, I I guess I didn't time this out correctly. Um I, I hate that you're getting this question because we know how you feel about him. But is Cassius the yeah, player of the year? I don't know why I did this. We know what this is gonna be. No. Of course you No, stop. So hold on. Yeah, I'm gonna sorry. make this simple though. Outside of anything indicative of him himself. You were far and away historically the favorite team to win it all and where are you sitting right now as your leader and what listen i know how hard it is we just talked about how hard it is in the road to big 10 you go on and you have a performance like that come on man player of the year he's great but player of the year get the fuck out of here all right ryan will the lakers get bounced before the conference finals I don't think there's a chance the Lakers don't at least make the conference finals. I mean, Ryan's got them winning the title, so. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Paul, this one's fun, considering what the hell has been going on uh, in – where is North Carolina? Uh, Durham. Durham. Uh, is Roy Williams done? Because <laughs> he's think acting so, like he's but done. I, 
He definitely... What is going so on? So I, I definitely think that he sees an end. I don't think it's right around the corner. I think it's... <laughs> we're still four, five, six years away, I think. But he sees an end. But honestly, I think as far as done, I think he's done with this season. Like, I think he's over this team that he Which put together. And he's like, <laughs> I don't really feel like doing this this year. That's what it feels like. <laughs> Alright. And uh, Ryan, last one. What is Peyton Pritchard? Peyton Pritchard is Aaron Kraft with a better jump shot. Literally. <laughs> like he's he's just he's a really good college point guard who you want on your team, you want when you want in crunch time, and he can hit a big shot. But he's not He is the leader right now. He is baby. literally yeah, but he's not He's not like a first-round pick. He is literally better Aaron Craft. I hate him so much. That's a very apt description, because he's just as douchey. Oh, they look the same. <laughs> what a punchable face. All right, that ends the round ball edition of the Bear Necessities. We move on to our conference Hell title yeah, picks for the yeah, NFL. Yeah. We are. So speaking of that, we're almost the end of the goddamn Tulsa. pick season. And it was kind of actually right. rough for literally all of us. This last week, uh, step back free from Luca. What a shot! No for. one was better than two out of three, or two out of five. Sorry, two and three. Uh, and Don and Don and Ryan only got one game right. I mean, we just it was not good for any. Good, he's my only competition <laughs> right now. I was worried. Just it's like damn, what Don pick? Right. As I saw all my teams just falter. Just disaster. Uh, still at the top of the leaderboard, we got Ryan with 108 and 85. Nice, real good record. Don is just two games back. Uh, me and Matt battling fiercely for third, but we keep picking the same teams. I have a one-game lead on him, and then Dylan is extremely far away in a distant last place. But Man, I'm getting who, to that. I will bowl, give you your props place. because LSU pulled away and ended last up stopping first. Clemson. So I, I would have to lose out, and Don would have to win out for him to beat me because there's only three Correct. games left. Yes, but you can tie, and then you got to like mm. slap each other in the dick or something. I don't know. Uh, Dylan did win our bull picks. Dylan did win our bowl picks. I came in second, and that was really the only competition because the other guys were all just hovering around 500. So, whatever. We have what I hope are going to be good games. Vegas doesn't think so this week. Vegas is like, it's a wrap. Green Bay travels to the Bay, and they're seven and a half point dogs against San Francisco on the road. NFC Championship, who you guys got? I got Green Bay, and I don't really feel particularly good about it because San Francisco, now it just seems like they beat everybody. But I still don't like them. And it's not even really about Aaron Rodgers at this point because he's just kind of playing, you know, meh, whatever. He did have that, that dime at the end of the game. But I just hope he can factor up he can factor up enough revenge on the 49ers and on the city that spurned him, the team, not even the same front office, maybe the same owner. I just hope he has enough hate in his heart for that team, which I do think he does, hey, considering it's the well, it's Will Smith's line. But he just has enough hate in his heart <laughs> for that team that knocked him out of the playoffs when Colin Kaepernick was on there and they ran all over the Packers. I hope, and this is the part where Matt can play, the, the 49ers are going to regret not drafting me. They Man, they got to be able to at least keep it within a touchdown. And I had them representing the NFC in the Super Bowl, which means I do have them winning this game just off of pride's sake. 
But I I gotta go with the Packers, and you know, just hope you don't get blown out. I think that it's going to be Green Bay covering as well. This is going to be a very, I think, tight and low-scoring affair, a 24-20 type of deal. Uh, I do think that San Fran's D will ravage. However, Aaron Rodgers is one thing. He does know what to do when things go bad. Uh, now, the problem is, is half the time he's the reason Get it gets in. bad. Get but in. he knows how to improv. He, he knows, how to, he knows improv, how to improv, to be fair. In this front... This young front for San Fran is going to over-pursue at least one or two plays too much, and it's going to hurt him. The problem is that Matt LaFleur can't script a game to save his life. So I'll, I'll take I'll take Green Bay to jump out early, but San Fran to cover it out. But I, I will I know still it's say a Green very Bay bad covers. taste, but I would not lose any sleep if Bosa ended Aaron Rodgers' career this weekend. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It wasn't bad taste. <laughs> That being said, uh, <laughs> we're a clean sweep on the pick. I, Don, myself, Matt, oh, seven and a half points is a ton of points. I'm like, come on, man. In a conference title, it, man. As much as I think San Francisco's going to win this game, if Green Bay cannot keep it within eight goddamn points, I mean, retire, please. Yeah. Retire, what do, what do they think this is, the 1991 Speaking of seven NFC and a half points, uh, we got – duplicity over here in the AFC championship. I don't know what, what the Titans have to do to get some respect. I, you beat the best quarterback ever, arguably the best coach ever, the defending Super Bowl champs. You punk them. Then the current Super Bowl favorites who just rattled off 14 wins like they were nothing blitzing everybody. Number one seed. And then you go in there and completely punk them in a game that you dominated start to finish. And yet, you are still seven and a half point dogs. What can you possibly do to prove yourself other than win this fucking game? You can win more than nine games, and in the pit of their hearts and their souls, they're still a nine-win team. In Excuse me, how, ma- how I am many gonna losses pick Kansas City. I am going to pick Kansas City to win this game because <laughs> right, the rest right. of the roster around trash-ass Ryan Tannehill is still the same seven from that nine-and-seven team. Ah. And hope to God Kansas City can finish what they weren't able to finish last year. And then Mahomes can go to the Super Bowl and hopefully win it. And then we'll all be happy. The NFL media will be happy because they'll finally have a new quarterback to officially crown after all these kind of fake and hollow crowns have been given to other players who have not won the Super Bowl. But they can rip it off Tom Brady's old ash wash head and place it on Patrick Mahomes. That is what I expect to happen, and I do expect them to win by a 20 spot this week. Give me the Chiefs. Let's go Kansas City and Andy Reid. Let's get that Super Bowl. Uh, uh, I've called Andy Reid a choke artist before, but he's 1-6 or 1-7 in in, uh, title in conference title games. This, this cannot be a loss for him. If he loses this game... I mean, I don't ever need to say be questioned on that again, but I also don't think that's even remotely possible. I think that it will be to a damning degree that Tennessee will play fantastically. I don't have a doubt of that. I just don't think it matters. Kansas City is that good. They finally have a defense worth a damn. They will cover, and it it will be Tennessee's best shot. It'll be a game, but it won't look like it. I said it in the opening. I don't know what more Tennessee can do to prove themselves. 
you say they only won nine games. Well, when Tannehill took over halfway through the season, I think they only lost like one since. Like, I mean, it's stupid. They just rattle off win after win, and they're beating really good teams and looking great doing it. They have the perfect recipe, all the confidence in the world. And, oh, by the way, they did it on the road. They had to go to Foxborough. They had to go to Baltimore. I, and, I, again, I thank God Matt and Don some sanity in this bitch. Yeah, Tennessee all fucking day. I pray they win this game. Go to the Super Bowl. Well, Ryan, it looks like you may uh, widen the gap. I know, or it's going to come down to the Super Bowl to decide it. That was it for us, Matt. Uh, best wishes on your trip out west. The NBA and college basketball are going to be in full swing. We are going to have a baseball discussion coming up with A.J. Riley of DSN fame. Uh, we will be discussing the bombshell of the news out of Houston, my Chicago White Sox on their rebuild, and everything from the winter meetings. So stay tuned for that. For Ryan Griffin, Paul Roshan, and myself, D. Dylan Bear, thank you very much for being with us this Thursday or Friday evening. Have a you great day. follow us on Twitter at Sports Carnage. You can find us on Facebook at Sports Carnage Podcast or on YouTube at Sports Carnage. Also, wherever you listen to your podcast, Podbean, iTunes, go give us a like, a share, subscribe. Every listen, we very much appreciate. Even if Paul condones cheating, is something you'll hear next week. A little bit of a radio tease for you. <laughs> big, big reversal from college football. There you go.